this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Again, good morning. Good morning. I welcome you all to message. My name is Billy. I'm the pastor in training for Top Quality Faith Ministries. Um, today is going to be simple. I hope it's simple because I, I, as I step up in this uh, uh, podium, there's so much things I want to pull, like especially from our pastor who's very... Um, experience in in the her anointing and I'm also kind of like trying to well at one moment mimicking her but I know that the Lord does not work did not work me like that with me and I have to discover my own style right so I will focus on one little thing all right I'm basically gonna start with prayer and then I'm gonna start the message so Lord I praise you we praise you for the experience this morning in worship to experience the presence, the love, the tender mercies of who you are in our life and the promises, Lord. We are excited for those promises. Not only that, we welcome those promises because this is for your kingdom and for your glory. So, Lord, I bless you and bless this message in Jesus' name. Amen. May I add to that prayer? And Father, even now, what I have on the inside of me, this is my prayer for you, Billy. What I have on the inside of me, Lord, let me not hold it, but let everything that I have experienced today be put on a security board for you to use. Amen. Lord, I open myself up and I let you have access to any and everything I may be experiencing. Yes. Use my thoughts. Yes. Use my past experience. Yes. Lose my hopes and desires. Use my fears. Even lose my high expectations, Lord. Yes. Let them all be something that edifies your people. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, praise the Lord. Yes. Um, to start the message, I have to bring you guys to my week, right? And um, this week, uh, I've been listening to Bible study on the podcast because I'm not able to be in life person. So a lot of the times like I take my time to listen to sl- listen to it slowly. And the experience for me, I am I think the Bible study that you guys are talking about Genesis 25, uh, 25 and talking about the uh, younger and the older, Brothers, which is kind of talk about the uh, spiritual self and the 
physical self. I highly encourage you all to listen to it and study those because those uh, those is uh, how you call it? examples are the one that the Lord is bringing out of from our physical self into the spiritual man that he called us to be. And for me, um, I know that in my head about being spiritual, being a spiritual man versus being a physical man. But in application, there's so much things that I'm learning to absorb and to be. Right? This is not about to do anymore, but it's about being. The Lord call us spiritual because as we accept uh, the Holy Spirit within us, He resides in, in here, in our heart. Right? And, and, and message after message from previous messages that before, the Lord set a tone. I don't know about you, but I, I hear Him set a tone with us that we are growing up, we are mature, and with maturity, there are certain conducts we have to walk in. There are certain reference, reverential, reverential fear of the Lord that we have to establish in our walk, right? And, but for me, back to my, my struggle, my struggle is the fighting, meaning fighting, I, I was sharing with Bradley earlier, the fighting for the calling, the purpose, the the um, what to do in the Lord, and last time I was here, I was sharing with you, with you all. I didn't like to confront or fight physically, mentally, or um, emotionally too, because for me, um, it brought a lot of childhood memories and traumas that's that's like I rather go away from from confronting things and and not saying that in with the Lord is is I'm confronting the Lord it's more that um, from the last message that I was here he said he said a word for me and then that word prompt me to fight for that word meaning to to apply that word to be in, in this here. But back then, I, as I was sharing, I didn't um, uh, enact it to, to the word until recently. And pastor and, and share with us that that word, because, because it's God's word, it's a live word, right? The word is alive and I have basically just partner with with god and and allow the word to 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 follow but this promise things is is hard because in each uh, for me it's hard because it's i i don't encounter this for some it's maybe easy for agnes maybe it's like oh it's it's i've, I've done this but certain things for me is like i rather do it uh i, I shared with Bradley earlier if it's meant to be meant to be right but that's um, mindset. It's not of the lo- of the Lord. It's it's off like a coping mechanism that I take to kind of like, hey, the you know I'm I say I trust the the faith or faith, F A T E instead of 
the Lord. But but the Lord in this season for me is incorporating this word of fighting to fight for um, my purpose, my calling, the this uh, title, not only just um, be okay with the calling, but also walk in, in the authority that he has. I say, I say one thing, but now I'm like, he's showing me, do it, right? This is, the, this, is the, this is my struggle. So if I can ask Alana, can you go to the Genesis 25? Can I go to the enduring, uh, enduring word on the commentary first? All right. So can you go up A? All right, so this commentary. So we were talking, pastor's talking about Genesis 25. The commentary is, the, the verse is, now Isaac, Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren, right? And the commentary said, even the son of promise did not come into promise easily, right? And then through, through, through this discussion, the Lord showed us about their struggle or his struggle and her struggle of bringing this two nations in, 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 in Rebecca's womb. For me, I have my mentality, all right, I am of the Lord. I'm supposed to have easy thing. And, and again, in Bible study, we talk about there's nothing easy with the Lord. Not saying that it's uh, going to be hard. It's just that the things of the Lord requires um, His doing, not our doing. You know, because the our doing is we. I, I want to take the easy way out. You know, I don't. I just want to ride this um, season to kind of like I don't want to do anything other than if you allow me to do this. And He, guess what? He allowed me to to experience the fighting, the 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 persevering to just like. Believe in, in the Lord, all right. I'm gonna uh, I want, I'm gonna stay here on 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 this on this thing again about the promise. My expectation is it the easiness or or everything will be handed to me, you know, handed. And and with the Lord, it's not. It's something you 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 have to either stand. Either have if either walk out of my comfort zone, and then the other thing that I'm learning is that to to have that faith mentality to just keep believing regardless regardless what's going on around me, you know. So so this expectation is the Lord that it's the the thing that the Lord is shedding from away from me. This 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 fighting. You want to add something? No, I don't want to add something, but I want to ask that you use your journey in relationship because they will hear it if you talk about 
relationship and you'll be open and begin to share every aspect of you and your thought patterns and all of that <laughs> because that's what's going to bring uh, the there, freedom there, yeah, yeah. to the people. The Holy Spirit said, if you use that for me, then you will get them to see this scripture. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> I have to set up because there's there's couple area that, that's going on just recently. Um, the easy one. You can't, you can't talk about, you've got to take us all the way back to the prior relationship, uh, bringing you into this relationship, and then talk about that. Oh, you make me cry, Pastor. That's why you got to go there. <laughs> um, let's talk before, um, before relation, BR. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so I am a person who grew up very antisocial. Uh, when I met Pastor, I basically, in my own uh, world, in my own corner, and I didn't want to even come to Bible study or uh, socialize with others. Though the, the, the sequence I think I mentioned to you is that my, sis, my older, I have an older sister who, who came to Bible study, and not only that, she asked me to come and, and meet God, basically. And then from that, my relationship with the Lord changed. But my, my mentality of antisocialness is kind of seeped into relationship with girls. Because uh, during this time, I was basically about 16, 17, and around 17 years old. And 17-year-old man, or young man, I kind of believe that I didn't want to have any relationship. I can be single forever, like uh, for a while, basically. And, and during this time, too, as I come to know God, I come to know the movement of Christian uh, kiss, dating, goodbye book, um, love language and stuff. So I'm learning because I lack of uh, any relationship. So coming, growing up, I got into the culture of Christian culture to, uh, I think it was a date with intention. Not only that, you also want to have uh, like just intentional to be into marriage. So that kind of set me to with, with girls, I kind of set a boundary like 50, 100 yards away from me. And I don't want to, if they, can, they can like me, but I'm kind of gonna be very, very dense to kind of like, oh, so really? Don't care about it. Thinking like that's my coping mechanism <laughs> of, of like, because I, I, and another, another side of me, I also dealt with this uh, self-confidence issue that I, didn't feel that I'm worth it to become a father or husband, whatever, back then. So um, that kind of broke through, meaning, sorry, it, it carried me through adulthood, right? So I led to believe myself to um, no dating, no relationship, or if I do that, I have to have this, this heart of uh, marriage and um, 
settling down kind of thing. So, um, and then it become again my own mentality, my own belief of how I should do live, uh, should live life, right? So, um, the Lord is kindly uh, brought His people to bring me to understanding that His word about marriage is for me. So, but I push it away. You know, so I remember prior my 30s, the Lord sent like one or two event during uh, our uh, past uh, event uh, event hall, the, the Granada Hills, basically from pastor, from uh, apostle, and I don't remember the last one, but the Lord sent His servant to kind of say, "Hey, you know, marriage is for me for my life." Don't push it away. And that's the simple version. But the, the, the harp version is like, you, you know, from the first encounter of the word marriage, I push it away. I don't want to be married. I don't think this is the word of the Lord, right? And the second word, keep coming back. And, and it's not coming back like in sequence, but in like time. Like after a year, it can come back. The word came back until the third time that why this word keep coming back. And then during this time, I'm already like past my 30, like early 30s, and then start kind of, um, Lord, if this is your word, why did I resist you? All right. During this time, my early 30s is where I'm starting open to about relationship. And uh, several uh, sisters here kind of encouraged me, why am I stuck with my own mindset? Like, I think Takia is one of them in the early beginning, oh no, in the middle beginning. <laughs> the early beginning was uh, Amanda and another, another sister that has not come to church, but uh, has not been in church in a while. But regardless, the, the words start um, coming to be a fruit at in the 32, 33, so about five, six years ago, that I start uh, being open in relationship, you know? And in, in my relationship, I, ha I brought in the mentality of dating, of, hey, I met somebody online with the app, and then I thought that I'm gonna set a precedence of, this is where I learned. I'm in the uh, a place where I should be gung ho, like for marriage. Like if I'm dating you, I'm gonna make sure that the end line is already there, you know. And during this time, got in uh, got involved with uh, 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 another young sister from a different church, uh, not from here because it's online, but she's fallen, uh, she's serving in a different church. But during this time, I learned that I was not ready for, for marriage. During this time, I kinda like learned that even though, okay, sorry, before, the, the, the mentality during this time for, for, for marriage is that let's have this face like rush. So uh, caveat, 
I watch a, a reality show called, uh, I believe is Married at First Sight during this time. <laughs> the first season. And guess what? I was jealous of the contestant because uh, during this time, I believe that marriage is just a stage of life where, okay, just get over with, you know? I don't wanna deal with the dating, I don't wanna deal with anything that's dealing with drama and emo emotion. And then this show, uh, the jealousy is shown because I was, for some reason, um, look at the, there was an expert in the show. There's a psychologist, therapist, whatever, the four expert. They match people based on their personality from data, from a sheet, <laughs> from a sheet, and maybe an interview with, with like a video audition. And I was like, oh my gosh, they got married so easily. <laughs> thinking, thinking again, marriage is just a, a stage, not knowing that marriage is, is a battlefield in itself. Right, relationship is a battlefield. There is no, I would, not, I would, I would say there is no perfect marriage. There is gonna be um, ebb and flow, roller coaster, up and down, everything. Right, and 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 the Lord checked me on on this mentality because that He's showing me um, Genesis twenty four. Genesis twenty four is where uh, Isaac and Rebecca kind of met. Um, I don't know if you know the story. The story goes where Abraham is old and Abraham asks his servant, hey, go to the, my country, find me um, a cousin or a relative that's uh, deemable for my son, Isaac, right? And, and I was jealous of the prayer, too. The prayer was, uh, so again, the story goes, he went back to Laban area, asked a prayer to the Lord of God of Abraham saying, hey, God of Abraham, I know you're a God. If you uh, kindly show mercy to my master's son and the first woman who uh, give him water is the person that he is supposed to talk to, all right? And then, and the story goes, I, uh, the, the first woman is Rebecca. The first woman is the, the woman that Isaac is going to marry. So back to, the, to this marriage part, a lot of these things with my own relationship, I felt that let's rush this process of marriage because if this is the word of the Lord, Let's just rush it. I don't want to deal with the finding. I don't want to deal with the, again, like, <laughs> I do. That's it. <laughs> that's my mentality. <laughs> again, very, very childish, very, very uh, uh, non-realistic whatsoever, right? So, um, but in our, my relationship, there are some challenges that I saw that my heart does not fall in love with the person, and I am staying in the relationship with, with this is before fiance or anything, staying with somebody who I don't fully, truly love. And my heart just kinda like cold. And I had to basically 
um, at one point went through the, again, the mindset of, it doesn't matter about my heart. <laughs> I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna propose to her and then just get married here and then done with the stage of this. Again, very childish and the Lord helped me in this, in this phase. So uh, until a couple sister did an intervention to kind of <laughs> kind of say like, hey, if this is already a problem in this beginning of a relationship, imagine if I have um, if I have kids or other things, and my heart is already so disappointed, so regretting, so thing, and then I was like, why? This is my first confrontation because I don't want to break this woman's heart. This woman basically. Um, love me so much that like I, I can sense that her love toward me is like this much and my love toward her is like this much. It's just again, if you are in the relationship, like I'm a, I'm a bad guy, but <laughs> I'm the, uh, yeah, bad word. <laughs> so, but the, 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 the thing was that I, I, I thought like, I have a promise to her, like, hey, if I'm gonna start dating, I'm gonna take it to the to the end, not knowing that word does it's again not meaningful. I mean, I only just say it ideally, not realistically possible. So coming back to this the intervention, the intervention basically saying, you know, I have to um say no to her or break break up in in and so that I I can find figure out what I truly want in relationship and I had to do three times of a session of breaking up making up breaking up making up until I really have to just walk away it's it uh, crushed my heart of breaking somebody's heart but at the same time is for the best because I'm saying yes to something that I have. I know that I will mess people, mess her life later, which is like I. It's it's harsh, but it's like it's better to do it now, you know. So so this is the prior, you know, and coming coming back to the market of dating, and dating market is really hard because. Um, Finding somebody is that kind of half the same value or treasure me is good. Holy Spirit said, you rushed through the three times. Because talk to the know. people. Talk to the people about how you felt in, the, in them three times. Why did it take three times? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the three times, right. <laughs> I didn't want one to rush because part of it I don't remember, and part of it is like, I I remember uh, I, I, one time we have a night service and we stand until the morning for a prophecy or some I don't remember, but the word marriage made me cringe and cry at the same time. So the first, again, I don't remember the order again, but I know it's three times. But the first one is just like, it cried, but after the, after the word spoken, the next day is like, hmm, I don't know if the word is gonna be there. Like the, 
like th I think that's also my want me to think that hey is marriage for me let's I, I don't like this label of marriage word for me and I, I want to just like get it over like hey here here's the bride and everybody in the church also like oh the hearing of word marriage is like oh my gosh you're gonna have a a, a relationship and everybody want to see the the person and I was like I, I don't know how to produce that because I don't have a dating experience. My, my first relationship is the after 30s, basically. And this, this relationship only lasts about a year and a couple months. So the second, second time, it's, it's usually during Bible study and during Sunday service that, that this word's starting to come. So I don't remember the, how to answer this, Pastor, other than all, every time the word spoken, I push it down or push it away. And until there's a message saying that the Lord speak in three, and then when I realize this is the third one, I start making uh, adjustment to kind of like receiving the word. Like, hey, this is the word. I will not get this word if I don't believe it. Does that answer that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically, I just don't like the word. Like, it, it feels good. It's a good word for because I remember it was a good word that everybody's excited for for me. Okay. So then the Lord says, "How did you break it to the woman?" Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So I have to be honest. I didn't um, didn't do it nicely. Um, not like with a lot of drama, but then I gave a lot of excuse. And, and part of me is again showing how my mindset back then is just like, I want to, the, the, the fight was, I want to hear, I want to um, follow God and honor Him. But at the same time, this woman is expecting that I'm gonna deal, deal good with the promise that I made with her. So when I break it to her, that's why it takes three times for me to break it to her because um, I couldn't break her heart fully. There's a part that I see her cry. Every time she cry, I was like, oh my gosh, she cried, and then she cried for me. Let me make it work. Let me see what's inside of me to make this work, this relationship work. But after after certain times, these feelings of, of em not, not saying emptiness, but it's basically the love, the spark of love is not there. So somebody told, uh, the sister that tell me, if if I have a day, a, a life without her one day, how do I feel? And that question basically, I feel fine. I was like, <laughs> I feel fine. Because for me, it's like relationship is like a friendship. And then not like romantic thing. And I, I attribute my, my formulation of relationship also with my parent. My parent is not a lovey-dovey person, but then in as a young person, I basically didn't want to uh, have that kind of relationship. But because of judgment and the things I said when I was a kid, it 
it stays with me and in my my back relationship past relationship she basically um, did the heavy lifting okay so three times until like it, I again I have to recognize if I don't if I don't do this it's gonna ruin her life so that that was the the heaviest confrontation, and then coming, seeing a relationship, I kind of disappointed with myself because I thought I can do this with the mentality that, okay, I'm a man of God. I come to a relationship thinking, okay, she, she, she's lovely, but then I don't truly, truly love her. So it's so important that you guys listen to the steps that's going forward because a lot of times we want kingdom things, but we're not ready for kingdom things. We're so busy in that position to whereby we want our desires to go forward and God truly know whether or not you're really in the relationship with him and there's area of, of maturity. Many times people look at, you know, uh, I'll use these two women here as an example, Jasmine and Saya, they're early in a marriage. They got married, gosh, 20 or less. And you would literally say, oh, I want that. Sometimes God will allow for individuals to go ahead of the game, but then they still have the journey inside that they have a greater fight because they start earlier. And those of you who start at a later point is still a journey and the way he showed me is like you're walking through the things that you picked up and you're learning to overturn them and a lot of times you think that that person's going to be the all in such as these two sitting right here that person's going to be everything that you need and God is literally trying to redirect you and make sure that you understand that everything you need is in him yes. and it's not the dependency upon the person that makes you complete. It is God himself that makes you complete. Yes. And so when you're going back and the Lord told me to make sure I point out something most important in this message, it wasn't uh, Isaac who got his wife. Isaac accepted yes. the woman that was presented to him. He did not second guess it. He didn't go behind it. And many times when we get people sent to us, we either second guess it because the one we think that's supposed to be the one for us will never look like what we have pictured. And God sometimes have to mature us to understand that what he's picked for you is never gonna be what you look like. It's gonna be what you need, not what you want. <laughs> And it's never going to fold into what you desire. It's what God desires to complete the call that is upon your life. And so a lot of times we try to attach ourselves to things and we don't know what our lives look like. Yes. Because we haven't set before God to really understand who we are. So we have this, how would I say, picture of what we think we look like. And then we try to get somebody that's going to make that picture come forward. Mm -hmm. We're trying to help God. If you guys hear what I just said, mm -hmm. we're trying to get people that's going to make that picture come forward. And that picture cannot go forward based on what you think you need. 
It's what God knows that you need. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I, I want to make sure that you understand that you're hearing Billy because you got to really hear Billy. Billy is literally saying in the beginning, he didn't even have an idea of marriage. And so God had to overturn that thought pattern in the inside of him. And then he said, yes, I accept marriage, making sure that you see this one too. But he just wanted marriage. He didn't care the love and all the other stuff that God created to go with marriage. He didn't want. Okay, so he tried to throw out all this other stuff and just take the embrace to say, oh, I got a certificate. Okay, so I just want to make sure that you see. He was after the certificate, and I want to make sure that you say that. that? Uh, you hear that because many yes, women is after the certificate. We only want the certificate. We don't want the stuff that we have to put into the marriage because the certificate is that's all we're after. Yeah. Because the certificate is what sustains us. We can say, girl, I'm married. Yeah. And that certificate is not what God wants you after only. Yes. So want to make sure that you understand that you're looking at this. He's not going to allow a, his son to just give anybody a certificate. Yeah. Make sure that you see that. Okay? And he's not going to let his daughter get into a certificate. Okay? Making Amen. sure that you see that. Praise the Lord. Without you fully understanding what that contractual agreement is. Yes. And so many relationships struggles because we go in it for the certificate. I went into mine for a certificate because mm. all my friends was getting married. Oh, gosh, it's my turn, okay? Yeah. I needed that certificate, okay, to say I was a woman, okay? And, and, and God literally said, oh, so you after a certificate? And you didn't, wasn't after a marriage. Mm. But, see, I didn't know God back then, mm. so I can't literally speak to where I was, but Mm. Billy knows God. And so God's dealing with the certificate. So it's a journey, you guys. It's a journey. And many of you guys don't want to go to the journey. You just want to reach the end and get the prize. Yeah. But but to go to a journey, that means, Lord, I'm willing to surrender myself. Mm -hmm. It's just like in the song you were saying, Give me your power. Give me your wisdom. Give me your fire. Mm-hmm. That fire is supposed to burn off all mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on on the inside. That power is supposed to be able to overturn your own personal decisions. Yeah. So you have to, and that healing is supposed to be healing the inside of the things that you've been dealing with in order for you to really understand this is about his will, not your will, when two come together. Amen. Yeah. So the this relationship journey thing again, I I had that rush mentality, and then the Lord kind of showed me me in the first relationship, and coming to the second relationship, it was uh, recently. It's like about a year and a couple months also. So coming okay, there 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 were some gap between between the previous and now. And during this time, I also discovered to like, what do I do? And there's that menta- uh, moment that, you know. I'm sorry, you gotta be open again. 
Talk about your self-esteem after coming out of that relationship. Oh, um, okay. Um, like I mentioned earlier that um, I thought I got it together. I have the tools and the belt, the whistles to in, in dealing with the relationship, but then I, my heart does not compute slash produce this, this love and the love I don't, I mean, I love her, but not like love, love her, and which is which is the part of the foundation of of many relationship. So coming out of the, the relationship, it's feel like defeated in the way that oh, I already break this woman's heart, and not only that, I have to tell uh, people that hey, there's no future between me and this person, and um. And then I also kind of lo um, look back to what do I want in a woman? That, that question come, come back in, in a partner, not a woman, but in partner. And, and I push that aside to kind of like, you know, again, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. That's my mindset. And um, the, 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 it was tough for me, basically, because my, 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 my father kind of joking that, hey, you know, this, this, this woman break my heart so much that I become a eunuch or something, you know, and she joke about <laughs> that, that, that I'm going to be single forever, or am I going to the other way <laughs> because I'm not... <laughs> Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, engaging in the in relationship whatsoever, and then I also become close with the with the fact that hey, if there is a future relationship, I want to keep it like hush hush, and then until like square everything away. Okay, so that's my mentality, Pastor, coming out of the relationship, and then being out there in the market is also um, tough because then. Especially with the, using a dating app, there I saw myself as a picky person. Like if I already rule you out, there's no possibility of being a, a friend. And which is like again, you're minimizing or narrowing down the the the, the people in in market. But every time I I got connected with somebody, I try to engage to like, hey, get to know the person. But a lot of the a lot of the women that um, I engage is, um, I want to say the bad, not bad word, but um, kind of, yeah, not good for me. Uh, but basically, it's a reflection of where I am. I was, sorry, because I settled to the unwanted woman, okay? That's the, 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 easier um, thing. And then it kind of shows like the people that I'm engaging is the people that's dealing the same similar issue, self-confidence issue. They're feeling unwanted, unworthy, and then they come out because somebody's wanting to them. And then it's like, then I, my heart also disappointed that, hey, this is not what, what I thought it's gonna be in the dating, like, oh, it's gonna be the best of the best or something like that, but it's not, you know? So, but I have to shift that perspective too. 
about about dating and and having a relationship. Um, the the I again and and until the the this relationship, I have no expectation when I'm gonna see uh, somebody that I value, right? And this person that I'm with is a person also. I didn't expect that I'm gonna be in relationship with because in the beginning, I established a good friendship with her, but the the trajectory is that she is the trajectory for relationships very quick. So within first week, we kind of establish connection. We have a good con uh, talking, and then. But there were um, some yellow or red flags, but this this time I learned to bring it to the Lord because can I, uh, can I cut cut in just a moment because I need to pull out something. So he literally said, this time in dealing with someone. He was at one point picking individuals that had the same self-esteem that he had. Do you get it? And, and sometimes in our journey, we tend to cling to people that have the same thing and God wants to raise you above whatever you're standing in. And many times we run to individuals that look like ourselves because it's a place of comfort. But God doesn't want you dependent on others. Hopefully you guys get that. He wants you dependent on him. And so in that, he will remove that discomfort or that comfort so that you can get into the place that you can trust him in. Again, it's all about a journey with God. And that journey with God is where he's bringing you into the place that you are to change. He will always bring forth someone that's going to push the other one along. Uh, and it'll be vice versa. It's a way that the strength in one individual will cause that other one to grow further. And the strength in another person will cause that other person to grow further. And in that, God builds these two together in order to strengthen the relationship, but also the in game in this is God gets a complete person. Amen. Yes. Okay. He gets a complete person. Amen. Um, so with this relationship, in the beginning, I kind of thought she's a friend only. Never think more than friend. Right. But... Um, the the relationship continues and as i get to know her what pastor says is correct for some reason um i see myself my previous self in the past relationship because i in a way run away from the the responsibility and um reality back then and and with um her it kind of recurrence certain stuff, certain traits, certain behavior, and for me to bring it to the, bring it to 
logic and logical self, I come into a lot of uh, tension. So during this time, there's in relationship, what happened was there's certain things that <laughs> um, a couple wants the other person to change. For example, a sense of style, a sense of face. <laughs> Face as in like, you know, hey, you get your skincare, you know, get your, get your thing going, right? For me, it was like, uh, I was just like, didn't know about anything, but she just start incorporating a couple things. Hey, take this, take that, and then, you know, take care of your, your, your face or take care of your, you know, stuff. So, um, Can I was... <laughs> Can I jump in here? We tend to neglect certain things, and God will point them out in others because even though she's now saying something, but God told Billy a long time ago, but Billy didn't hear it. And so in that, Correct. it's still about him valuing himself. And so a lot of times we want to be an example to God, but then we're lacking physically on the outside uh, our appearance does not fit God's appearance yes and so he brings forth others to groom us in that way to help us get to the place that we desire yeah because our true character don't really come out until somebody else hear me points it out to us yes because we 90% of the time don't see ourselves it's requires that somebody who loves us yes. basically speak into the areas yes. that helps to mature us. And yes. sometimes uh, it's not where it's going to be a husband or somebody that's going to mature us. It's uh -huh. sometimes a woman talking to another woman or yeah. a man talking to another man. And sometimes he even has a woman speak or a man speak into your life to say, these are the things I value about my vessel. Yes. Because we tend to neglect a lot of things. Yes. We tend to think that, you know, just how we are, we're going to be accepted. Yes. And the Lord is literally saying, yes, I will accept anything, but I still require effort on your part. That's the fight, too, yes. So coming back to, uh, piggyback to what Pastor mentioned, um, not that I neglect the physical appearance, but to me, I have this mentality also that if you love me, you're going to accept me, you know? And if we're... <laughs> Come on, Pastor! <laughs> if you love me, you're going to accept me. <laughs> That's my mentality in, in, in dating and relationship, you know? I, I, my, my philosophy also to be transparent in the woman but, I met. But, but let me make sure you go back to Scripture. You are the prize. And you being the prize, you cannot show up as a faulty prize. Okay? You're the prize. And so everybody wants to know that they got the best prize of God. Oh, yes. So, I, I, yeah, I'm speechless on that one. But, yes, basically... <laughs> Oh, I think, Josie, I'm, I'm the best because I'm the only man that serve. <laughs> I 
kind of things. But to me, I was okay. I was fine the way I looked. I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. You know, so you just like, like you say, the Lord used those people to start showing you that. And then you so, so, realizing, so, so, so in 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 this like the example is like the, there is a time that the Lord gonna elevate us and when He elevate us, for example, in the case of beauty or things, there's things that you have to bring it to the Lord, not just because this is your your own mindset of like okay I don't need the 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 stuff, but there's times that. The Lord want us to be proper and prim and you know diamonds basically, and we have to follow that. And I have I neglected that part for me, but within within your own walk, listen to that because because the Lord will take us differently to to because the thing is like what I what He showed me before you get there because I need to make sure I women here. No man wants everybody looking at their package. I want to make sure I'm clear with that. Because what I mean that, it is his package. And if everybody's gawking over his package, the lack of trust he has in that package, hopefully you guys get that. God wants his package to be trusted. And if anybody can look at it and, and truly, truly have say-so over that package. And I want to make sure when I say say-so, ooh, you look good. Then you're going to keep doing t something to get others' attention. Then that means that package really don't belong to God. That package belonged to everybody that says you look good. So God wants us to really understand that when we do stand in that marriage, because it starts with the marriage with him first, he doesn't want that package easily opened. And because some of us lack self-esteem, and we haven't allowed God to walk us through that, we tend to gravitate to others to find value. And our value is not in others. Our value is in Christ. And so making sure that you hear what Billy's saying of where he had to walk. He had to find his value in Christ. Yes, and I thought I have value in Christ, but some, with this uh, relationship, it kind of show no, I don't have that full value. I'm still developing that value and establishing those value in my life. And coming to this relationship too, like I didn't know that um, that what your pastor say is not so. And then when she did. Um, encouraged me to take better care of myself, my face, whatever. Jim, I was like, in my previous relationship, I thought, okay, this is nagging and, you know, complaining. And I kind of like shut it down or like, you know, don't want to deal with that. So I run away and, and you don't want to fight. But in this place, it's like, there's a change of heart where she stayed with me <laughs> despite the, <laughs> the flaw that I have, and not only that, encouraged me to 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 ha go higher. 
And I was like, I start like paying attention to 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 her, all right. So going into um, the the challenges that I have with with this person, it allowed me to also um, love on her unconditionally because this person is not a full package too. Like I can. S wow, I love what you just said. She loved me, and it allowed me to see me because this person was not a full package. Yeah. The problem here is when somebody corrects us, we tend to turn around and look at their faults. And we're quick to point out all the negative things that the other person have. Like, how dare you tell me about me when you got this, 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 this going on? And instead of us receiving we find ourselves in that position to whereby we're fault finding, but not really listening to the messenger itself. A lot of times we will even assess their Christianity because we think that they have to be Christians to speak to us. And even in that particular area, God will raise up rocks, as he said, to provide the insight to you as he leads you on this journey. Because remember, this is about a journey that you're walking. Yes, yeah, so through some of the challenges, uh, especially when I defend myself about like certain behavior of mine that she pointed out, it become a point of argument and contention and I start to see, okay, there's a fight. And the Lord taught me, Look at the intention of this person. Where is the end goal of this person saying? And that allowed me to diffuse and de-escalate the things that, that somebody brought forth, you know. And, and, and it, it's a challenge because sometimes it's like uh, when you're a couple, uh, when they pick on you, you want to pick on them too. But, you know, it, it's not possible, especially... You know, I'm the, the one that knows how to break the cycle, okay? So, so coming, coming to this relationship, the, the beginning was very, very quick where, you know, she was not experienced in dating. She is from China, from Shanghai. And not only that, she um, very naive, <laughs> very, very... Uh, easily swayed because in the in the past, she, I have during our first conversation, I have to teach her about like um, dating one on one in LA around LA too. So because she doesn't know what and how bad it is, and then from that, <laughs> it foster a friendship because uh, for me, what drew me to her was like her relationship with her mom that's very close, and then she uh, is almost losing her mom or something, and during this time, her mom got into a stroke and she's recovering in stroke. But then, um, back then, during the conversation, it was just like, I thought she needs a friend. And, and, and I didn't know that uh, she lives very, very far from me. 
And to me, it's like a long distance relationship in LA because in the past, I would not consider a 30 mile radius from, <laughs> from my, my home. <laughs> Seriously, because it's hard. It's hard to have a relationship under 30 miles. 30 miles, that's it. More than 30 miles, not meant to be. Yes, correct. And guess what now? It's one way for me to go to her is 66 miles. Double, double the 30 miles radius that I have. And, 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 and the, the thing is, in the past, it... I used to see the cost of meeting, the cost of dating, because it's expensive, <laughs> you know? It's expensive, and then back then, it's like, I tried to budget, but she also expand my, my mindset of budget. Not, not that, like, it just make me uncomfortable in a way, but in the same time, it allowed me to learn, learn about relationship with her, right? So, hold on. God is speaking here of sacrifices. Mm -hmm. That the ability to make sacrifices for Him and others. A lot of times, as we're walking this journey, we don't recognize the importance of making the sacrifices. And so, again, as you're listening to Billy, Billy's pointing out a whole bunch of things. But I want to make sure that you understand the journey is still long. Okay? It's not, it's not what you guys are looking at because many of us says this should have happened overnight. And, and, and we're still walk, walking through. But if you really see that God is taking away the two-hour radius, <laughs> okay, but also allowing him to see that he has the resources to actually entertain the woman when he didn't realize that he didn't have it. Okay, so he's increasing his mindset about provision and God's provision. Yeah, so one, one area that I'm being like overwhelmed by is the area of career and finance. Because all through my life, I don't value much of like um, salary, benefit, you know, anything like that, because the, to me is like, again, meant to be, meant to be, you know. But then <laughs> the, with this relationship, she, she start kind of, in a way, being emotional about like salary, because for me, I don't make much of money. Like a lot of my time is volunteering here and friends and um, maybe myself, but then, in relationship with her, she basically challenged me at this certain age group, at this distance, a man should make this much because in China, her, her home country, they already have this, 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 this. And, and uh, not to be rude, but to me, I was, it was very rude for me. Like, you know, you only have this, 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 and then I start, be felt offended by that, that you know, in my, my self-righteousness, my treasure's in heaven. <laughs> that, 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 you know, <laughs> I, I dedicate myself, like, through all this life. But, 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 but this is also, 
also kind of uh, showed the immaturity of, of who I am. Like if I want to have a, a relationship, fully marriage relationship, I, I need to start working harder for, for a family. And, and, and during these times, like... Hold on, not hold on. This is about sacrifices unto your Lord. This is about being open to what he has and not looking at provision just in one aspect. So making sure c that, that that's being and, seen by the people. And for me, like, I, I, I didn't have to entertain the... the Insult in my mind, it's an insult because at one point during our my uh, uh, prayer here, the Lord also speak that he is my provision. And in this part, I have to activate this part to, to just say, hey, Lord, I don't know where you come from, but I'm going to trust you to, to lead me to, into a career, into like something that's acceptable for a family. I want to make sure that I speak to this because this has to be, because many men operate from this particular standpoint. God has promised in other areas, but even in that area where he promised, he still leads you in other ways because there's individuals that you have to touch in other places. And a lot of times... Uh, we get so fixated, but Lord, you said this door, you said this door, and we don't want to move in any of the doors because that one door we desire to walk through is the only door that we look at provision. And I'll never forget one time, you know, um, and I always use the lottery because it's, it's the funny place because we all look at that as a way and a means to basically find provision and in that way and means to find provision, we look at that one avenue. But God never wants us to be fixated on one way and means of provision because he's provision in many areas. And many times we get fixated on one thing and we only look at that one thing and we diligently wait on the Lord. Your word, your word. Yes, it's his word. But we can't make that word come true faster than what God has. So sometimes he says, hey, I need you to go over here. I need you to go over there. And you see that in the scripture. If you really pay attention to it, if you start with Abraham, Abraham journey, he went for to many different places before he got there. If you then go through uh, where he's pulling the Israelites out of Egypt, you could see them stopping in many places, do you hear me, before they got to the actual promised land. And each place, he provided provision in these particular areas, but sometimes we get so fixated on one thing, and we say, Lord, that's the only means, that's the only way that you can move, and that is not true. And, and this is a testament, too, for my life because during this time, my, my work has been drying up because of the balancing of pandemic. So my girlfriend basically complained that, hey, how come you only work two days and, and, and you know, you are not productive? And... <laughs> Oh, but the thing, the the, the 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 thing was that like you know, she she doesn't. I'm I'm trying to explain to her like you know this is just a downturn. It's gonna be 
um, um, okay, we, we're gonna come back because then usually driving, I'm a truck driver on on the on the on the side. Basically, I'm uh, I drive from port to warehouses in Ontario, Rancho Cucamonga, and Riverside. So during this time, um, the work dried up, but the provision of the Lord is true because we only work two days, but I have enough to make it, like, and also uh, date her, you know. <laughs> make it and more, a little bit more than making it, right? So um, what I want to share on, on, on the, the, the journey too, like, this person, again, never have an expectation that this could become a, a relationship. Through the my weakness, she's there, and then she's encouraging me to there. There, there's some certain moment that I have to also discern because with um, learning now with women, sometimes your words and your action does not match. And then, can I ask, like, can you guys match it? <laughs> your words and action, because us guys. Our word and our action usually match. Granted, 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 if we'll do it, we'll do it at our timing, for example, okay? We will do it, you know? But the timing is not what you expected, okay? <laughs> if we take out the trash, we'll take the trash maybe at the end of the day, in the next day, but we'll take it out. I know that's the ac action. Action and word is not okay, Brian. Talk. Uh, well, for for me, it was like I. She said that, for example, she doesn't like me, but her action is like otherwise. She she likes me. She stay with me. And then I was like, in the beginning, I confused by that. It's like I have there is a fight going on right now, and this person is doesn't like me, and I have to get the, her approval. But then found out that hey, she's still okay. She's just having a moment of dislike at that moment about one thing, but not to fool me, because it's like I have to learn that before it was like, oh, you don't like me, fine, I'm out, you know, peace out, <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Cause like I don't want to deal with this. Cause like you know this is back and forth, and this is not it's not clear for me in relationship. And sometimes in relationship, I thought that as I grow mature, I can get the benefit. Like hey, use your word. Okay, let me step in real quick. <laughs> A lot of times when the Lord is displeased with us, we think that the Lord doesn't care for us in certain areas. So making sure that you see that. When Lord offer corrections to us, we literally like, oh my God, I don't ruin this relationship I have with you. And so we look at it from that displeasing position and then we start backing away from God because we feel like we could never please him. Yeah. So the the this this relationship journey for me, I mean I, I any other things that you want me to share? Because I need... Of uh, course. Holy Spirit said, so how do you confess love? Oof. 
This is a hard one too because I, in the beginning, I, in my mind, I thought I can do it easily, but in reality, I still struggle to share in the romantic way, meaning I easily share love with all, all you sisters and brothers here because to me it's like my my uh, love towards you is start with the approval of uh, getting your approval to love me, right? It's but in in um, romantic relationship, um, the only thing that I can establish is loving the person despite her circumstances and situation. Um, because one thing that I recognize when she talked to me. Uh, she can felt the unconditional love from me. I was like, I did I ever do that? I I didn't know that I do that to her. But then, she said, Oh, you love me regardless. Because she said when the first um, time of um, talking about love uh, or liking or love, she start pointing out her flaws, that she has this disease, she has uh, genealogy this or genealogy that, and I was like, okay, but that does not matter. You are you right now. Why do I need to, why do I need to um, give restriction? So when I profess my love, it's kind of very practical, Pastor. <laughs> Sadly, right? I'm learning to be the romantic part, but like, like, but I'm in 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 personal one on one with the person. It's still practical, but like, I'm more uh, warm than colder. Okay, but it's hard because a lot of the uh, childhood um, uh, example from my parents, they until now don't show love only from hey here i bring i'm bringing paycheck here take care of it here i have uh, I, I i have a shelter i have a i have clothes that's that's the, the extent of the love and and for me it's like that's not enough but at the same time i'm incapable yet i'm still developing to 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 show the full love with the person i'm with is the answer no you can go deeper. <sighs> How deep? <laughs> you got to show them where you're at. And you got to show them why you were there. I did. Okay. It would be like, will I marry you today? Um that question, will I marry her today? It's kind of back and forth within us right now, talking, because then I just came back from a family meeting, a family um, gathering, and they were asking about me, what's my plan with her? In my mind, it, yes, there is a path for marriage, but at the same time, there are certain things that I need to address before marriage. I don't know if I can address it, but in, in this space and time, I'm bringing it to the Lord. Lord, I, within her, there's this, 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 this. I want to bring it to, to, to you. But in the loving part, you know, I'm going to still commit to, to her and to, 
to love her regardless this uh, part of her. For example, when when the part of um, taking better of her health too, like I, she pushed me hard and I can listen to her, but at certain point when I pointed to her about, hey, she needs to take care of her body too, it fall to the deaf ear. Like she push it to the side and then for some reason, I learned that she needs the hard, hard correction slash, um, for example, I need to break up with her to show that oh, if you're not losing weight, then she's not gonna move. That's the what I learned with her, like she needs a hard correction because her father is hard and I, I'm not that hard and I have to switch it to like, Lord, how do I bring it that she listens to this correction because she's so used to the hard correction. I'm not saying like I want to break up with her, but I never use this this issue. But this is the this is the 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 complex things going on, and despite the the ebb and flow, it's like okay, I'm gonna bring it her to the Lord in my own prayer and space. Well, there was two things he pointed out here. Uh, and hopefully you guys got uh, the first, you know, when it comes to the Lord and his commitment to love for us, he's willing to accept under any circumstance his love for you. He doesn't have restrictions, okay? And then he pointed out the second thing, and that is so much about this relationship and walk. It is not just you know, accepting us who, for who we are. Uh, he even understands how to connect and bring forth that change, you know, uh, to get the result that is necessary. So he's telling you sometimes uh, as the Lord goes forward, there's times where we will hear things and there's times where we will not receive what we're hearing. And sometimes he has to be a more of a reckoning force to get you to the place where you desire to become. Because a lot of times we get comfortable, we get satisfied in certain areas. And like I said, we will elevate everybody else. Listen to what I'm saying. But then we won't elevate ourselves. It's like where God is calling you to come up higher, you will push everybody up to that place where they're supposed to be, and then we will begin to look at them as they are higher. Hold on. Look at them as they are up high, but we won't come up. Mm. And so even in that place, God is literally looking for you to not only elevate others, but to catch up and go beyond where they're standing. Um. Well, this is my previous mindset where, like, if, every, if I lift you up, I believe that you're going to lift me up, right? But the Lord sh showed me uh, what, what pastors say. I have that responsibility to lift myself up because only I know what's going on and only I know the secret's desire that, that the faith needs to be activated, because I, my, my previous mindset is like, if you do, I, if I leave you up, you leave me up, we're fine. We, we kind of cover. No, you know, there's, there's that level, deeper level of things that, that, that 
the intimacy, I think, that, that's what I say, is the intimacy. Because when, I, I think in our, our, our Sunday message, when we ask something of the Lord, that it shows that we are also intimate with the Lord, right? The more that we can ask with the Lord, the more that we're intimate, and the Lord also increasing our intimacy in, in our asking and in our coming before Him. Okay. Anything but else? One thing, if you're really paying attention to Billy, if you go back to this particular scripture, when he runs into challenges, who do he call on? So every single time, he's going back to the promiser to understand what the promise is. And so if you really look at that, he's looking from a husband perspective in order to help develop his other half of him. And, and he's truly going to the maker each time to really understand how do I bring this bride to be into the covenant? Because he hasn't shared with you, is she a believer? Maybe. Did you guys hear that? So she, she started knowing Christ when she is in United States, so about 2017. And then the kind of, oh, it's a kind of, um, Thinks that she's exposed to the mainstream Christian. So sadly, she believed that my church, this church, is a cult. <laughs> because we speak in tongue. Yes. Because we speak in tongue. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I and before I felt offended about the, oh my gosh, this church that I'm serving and ministering, and you call this a thing. But I would say, I will have her to experience Christ herself because it's not about defending the church because if she's called, she's going to be, she's going to experience Christ. You know, if she's with me and she's going to experience Christ. <laughs> she's going to experience Christ. I mean, I, I don't have to be offended by that, you know, but then the level of, of understanding, the level of, of maturity, she's not there where, we, where I'm at, and I should be okay with that. Not saying, before, it was a, a red flag. But, but in that, he's open to God's counsel for her in order to bring her into the place that she's supposed to be. And so many times we try to force Christ on people, but they have to choose on their own. And that's where we get in the way of God because we want that perfect mate to already to be blended in the body, and that's not. Bible clearly says that we don't know who is truly going to be there in the end. And so many times we try to force feed people along our journey to get them to the place that God has called them to be. And it's so important if you really grafted in with God that you let them choose on their own. Yes. Yes. And you don't look at it as it's we're unequally yoked. You yes. don't know the end plan. And you sure didn't know the beginning plan. And because you don't know that plan, your job is to be the best Christ there is. Yes. You have to walk your journey. But so sad about this, we stop and try to help others in, and we ain't fully in ourselves. 
Yes, and another thing to add is that some I like confirmation, especially in this life decision part, like a life partner. I want to know who and when and how I'm gonna meet this person, and that determine that become a basically hindrance because in my previous uh, encounter with other women on the dating app, it's like I kind of filter to that too. Like, is this worth? investing in my time and and then investing <laughs> investing in the in the dates because it costs right but then <laughs> i'm calculative in costs on that part right but 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 back to the seriousness of things like with with this person all kind of like not in come into question because it's part of for me to how do i bring her to her fullness of of what Christ called her it's challenging for me because there are certain things like oh you know it's hard but it's it's my job as a man of in the relationship I'd love about uh, Rebecca it doesn't necessarily show that Rebecca was in Christ okay we just know that the servant was sent to the father of mainly the family. So you would think that the family had some spiritual relationship. Well, it doesn't really give you a full understanding till you look at the father of this woman and you find out the father of this woman is conniving and he's doing all this crazy stuff. Then you look back and you literally see that he worshiped other idols, remember? that he did all of this, so, so I don't know where we get this expectation that everybody we go to is going to be a, a man or a woman of God. When, when God literally says, go throughout the earth and preach forth the gospel unto every living creature. So it literally lets you know that you're not going to run into somebody that looks like you. But for some reason or another, we have this expectation that they're going to be a Christian. Yes. Where did that come from? Yes. So. Yes. The perfect example. Yes. Is this relationship here? Um, yeah. When Brittany and I met, she was not a believer. Uh, only recently did she surrender. But there was a point in time we went out for, for uh, coffee with this somewhat mainstream charismatic couple. That's, that's good. Go in Texas. And they were like, she's not a Christian? And I was like, yeah, there's this whole thing about uh, unequal yoking. And the father said very strongly to me, do you yet know the yoke that is upon her life? And I was like, oop, I'm going to shut up. And so immediately my, my belief system in regard, or even I, I didn't, it didn't bother me one bit, but, but um, he confounded what I, I thought to know what it's supposed to look like. Well, when I met my husband, I was, this is when I got back into um, Christ after the whole witchcraft thing. And then it was like a couple of months after that. And then 
he came from Russia in Orthodox Christianity, and he set his life on, he, when he was a child, he was shot in the face, and it was kind of like this miracle thing that he came out, and his, he kind of had this written thing against God because everyone praised God for it, but he was like, the surgeon got me through. I had never encountered anything, and so, after I married later down the line, I was like, okay, it's kind of annoying me that he doesn't believe in God at all. <laughs> it's like pissing me off. And then I dedicated my marriage to God and I said, okay, this is yours. And so then he showed me a covenant of, well, first what marriage is supposed to look like, um, the purpose of it in the spiritual realm. realm like the power that it holds. And then he ultimately showed me where he would be in the long run and how our marriage would look like in the spiritual realm. And so it has been a very long time of me just interceding and trusting God that at some point he will encounter him and actually believe in it. And so throughout this whole thing, I have to do my due diligence and actually show up for what is God. And so the thing about Christianity is it's so broad and there's so many people online where people experience it and it puts a bad light on it. And so I have to stand up for what it truly is because there are questions that are asked and I have to be well-versed to myself. And I have to also be a cover and be a warrior in my own household because whatever media that's being watched on his end without having his eyes spiritually awakened, that can also affect me. So it's much more of a harder spiritual fight that you also have to wait on God for him to deliver. And as much as I try to push and be like, here, like you wanna talk to my mom or you wanna do this or you wanna come? And it's like, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna talk. And I was like, you can talk to Pastor Ken. He is like chill, he's cool. And he's like, no, <laughs> I don't wanna do that. So it's just sitting still and still trusting, okay. Yeah. In the timing, it's fine, but I already know what the end goal is and just sitting in that. With him? Mm -hmm. The first breakthrough. Or the last one? Or the yeah. first? Um, what was it? Two days ago? There's like been small things over and over. But two days ago, I was really frustrated with God. And I was really angry at him. Because I had just finished my semester. And it went really bad for one of the classes. And I was just frustrated. And then... I was also frustrated at the fact is like I saw this promise, you told me that like he would eventually find you, but it's still not here yet and I'm tired of praying every day and I'm tired of interceding for the both of us and I'm tired of like just being on my own in this. And so later on I was talking to my mom and we were both praying on the phone together and he had just like come in the room and like sometimes he just comes in the room or like when I'm on Bible study, he comes in the room um, and we're like doing something together. But later that night, he starts like making sounds and I'm looking at him like, what are you doing? And then I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds good. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, 
I'm speaking in tongues. And I was like, what? <laughs> How do you know what that's called? And he's like, well, I hear your mom doing it and you doing it. And he was like, make, kind of to, like making fun, but it also sounded really good. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know you actually knew that on your own. I don't remember telling you that, so. Um, the important thing, I think, is we're not serving them for us. We're serving them for them. So in the entirety of uh, my walk, I think, so far with Brittany, I would just obey Yahweh. And he would say to me, love her and serve her. Love her and serve her. So it had nothing to do with my desires. It's still like Christ died for the church. So... It was nothing, I didn't try to push anything on her whatsoever. I mean, she knew about my encounters. She'd let me talk about it. She was inquisitive about those things. But, but I would never, I d had no agenda with her whatsoever. Just to add on to both of those, um, God actually would say the exact same thing to me. Love her more, serve her more. Even in frustrating times where I'm like, you know, love her more, serve her more. It's not about being right or anything. But one of the one of the biggest things that you know started I started to see breakthrough um, in my fiance, um, and she still you know she doesn't want to necessarily get prayer from pastor or anybody, and, and that's frustrating, right? Because she's she's scared of it, you know. Um, but the biggest thing is, is I just led by example, and I was extremely truthful with everything that I did. And sometimes that led into arguments that I realized weren't necessarily arguments of, like, she didn't agree, but she wanted to know more, but she didn't know how to show that, but through, like, well, I don't necessarily believe in that. It's like, okay, that's fine. Um, but certain things where I'm like, okay, you know, uh, Kasey was talking about how she had to be the covering on her house. I'm very open about that. I will pray in tongues and I will call out things if we're watching it that if I feel that there's something on it that is not of God, I will rebuke it immediately. She has now started to do that. If I'm not doing something and she sees something, she will start doing similar things. And I'm like, oh, you're, she was like, well, I want to protect the house too. So, but all that to say is, you know, Brad made a good point. I'm, I'm no longer trying to get her, push her in to heaven, I'm simply walking and she's following. It might be, she might be far behind, but she's still following. Remember scripture says, you know, we're going to reap where we did not sow and we're going to sow where we may not see that plant reap. So you're still, you're still planting the seeds. You're still leading by example and truth. And that may not always look pretty, but you're going to get breakthroughs along the way. And it's frustrating along the way, believe me, but you will get breakthroughs. So, case in point. It's so important, uh, Holy Spirit literally said to me, that you stop trying to figure out what it's supposed to look like. And that's where we err all the time. We're trying to figure out what this journey really looks like. And we're trying to even figure out what others' journey look like before they even begin to walk. And that's a problem because we don't have it all, and then we're trying to figure out all for somebody else. How could that be? When you don't know where you're going and you're trying to tell somebody where they need to go. 
we stop to help people get where they're going when we don't even know where we're going. Instead of just being that example and they follow the Christ in you because of you. The problem is we so busy trying to help others along that we never see that we need to go ahead of them. Um, I rejected the Lord for a very long time just because of my own experiences and things that I had been through. And before I met Bradley, I swore that I would never date a Christian. I didn't want to be in the room with Christians. I didn't want to, let alone date someone or think, think about marrying someone like that. So <clears throat> Bradley didn't tell me he was a Christian when we first started to date. <laughs> <laughs> so had I known that we would have never you know had a conversation at all um, I had never seen someone experience Christ in the way that Bradley does I'd never seen a love like that. I'd never seen a commitment and a surrender at all. And so for me, it was the first time that I had understood what unconditional love truly looks like. And I always tell him that I, I think I fell in love with him because of the way that he loves the Lord. And the Lord corrects him before I ever have to correct him. And so, <laughs> and so it was, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a very curious person. Um, I am a very, um, I, I question everything. And so <laughs> I question everything. I have a problem with authority. I, I have to experience things for my own self in order for me to believe in those things. And so, <laughs> yeah, pastor knows. <laughs> And so it's, for me, it's been a, a very challenging walk to, to understand and to have faith. Um, but I think that he allowed me to, to be in that space and not, never push me. I'm not someone that can be pushed. And so you have to understand who you're, who's in front of you as well. Um, but it has definitely been a beautiful journey for me. And it's, it's helped me to come to the Lord, and it's helped me to understand um, the, understand that my idea of what it meant to, to love the Lord and to know the Lord was not at all what it, what it truly is. So um, I, I think that, y yes, there's a lot of patience involved, and there's a lot of um, just living in your own truth with the Lord, that you can inspire someone and help them in their journey. So... I have to ask you another question. Yes. <laughs> there was a time that she invited me to her house. How crazy did you think we'd go together? <laughs> Very. <laughs> what would you think after him and I would be like, oh, she's not ready, and we would do what? I mean, it, it's hard to see yourself. You know, it's. 
it's, I don't know, it's, it's difficult to, to come to terms with your own self and your own belief or rhetoric and it's, it's, it's challenging, you know, to hold a mirror up to yourself um, and not have ego, not have expectations, you know. Um, and so it, it's, again, it's been challenging. <laughs> Again, it's, it's challenging to hold a mirror up to yourself. Um, and to, again, question, why do you believe the things that you believe? Why do you, where do, where do these things come from? Um, is, is, is it real? <laughs> um, but I truly believe that, you know, the, the Lord is the only thing that could have slapped me in the face to get me to wake up. <laughs> and it's, it's by no doing of my own by any means. Yeah. 
It's becoming a relationship message, apparently. <laughs> I praise God for um, this. Um, I want to just go to the scripture. Can I go to the scripture? Or, okay. Alana, do you mind going to First Samuel? Uh, just go to the ESV. We don't have to go to the Enduring app. It's going to be that long. All right. So when I was stuck in the fighting mode, and um, I was basically struggling to find answers, especially the direction. So currently, what, what's going on on my plates are the girlfriend's is uh, already accepted a job at Seattle and she's gonna be a Seattle University professor in up there. And there is an um, invitation if I wanna go up in Seattle and be with her. And I was like kinda lost in a way to like, what do I do? Because I thought my, my, my thought process is I'm gonna stay here in California and, and stay. So um, basically, uh, this, this, I'm still um, bringing it to the Lord because I don't know what to do. There's um, expectation, again, I'm coming there, be with there, with her and, and live with her, find a new job over there, you know, but then at the expense of um, abandoning my family because my, my, the job that I'm, I'm uh, at right now is a family business and I'm helping my father with his uh, retirement basically because he doesn't have a retirement, I'm his retirement. <laughs> There's no retirement account. Um, but um, that is the, the struggle, finding answers, waiting for answers. And um, this morning, um, trying to see where can I go, and then the, the scripture reference is Hannah and her struggle with her Samuel, meaning the son of promise, right? And then in my study, um, I'm kind of going over um, Elkanah, Hannah, Penina, which is the two wives, the husband, two wife, and um, characters like uh, high priest Eli and his sons, right? Um, wanna just, how do I do this? Um, probably just gonna go over scripture first, and then I'm gonna point out certain things that I see in the study, and I think that's because we already um, spent a lot of time, so. I'll just read it because the birth of Samuel. <laughs> I just like there was a certain man of Ramatane Zopim of the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, the son of Jer Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zop, an Apratite. He had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Now this man used to go up year by year from his city to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli, Hopni and Phinehas, were the priests of the Lord. On the day when Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portion to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion, because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival used to provoke her grievously to irritate her, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it went on year by year, as often as she went up to the house of the Lord. 
She used to provoke her. Therefore, Hannah wept and would not eat. And Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not more than more to you than ten sons? Uh, after they had eaten and drunk in Shiloh, uh, Hannah rose. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting at on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me, and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall touch his head. So I'll stop here for a bit. So just so much words because I'm trying to give context. Because then in Hannah, I, I, I want to focus on Hannah, but then um, in my study, Elkanah stood up. So I'm going to go take you back to the top really quick. Uh, can I go to the top a little bit? So Elkanah, um, in, in my study, Elkanah is a, a, from a region in Ephraim. He's an Ephratite. He's, a, um, I believe, the, uh, on the Enduring app, it's part of a Levite uh, region. But he's not a Levite. He's just uh, living in there, OK? And the reason coming, uh, meaning his name come to me, because the Lord showed me how much I look like Elkanah, because I've basically, he, Elkanah basically um, served, not only served, he brought sacrifices year by year by, like, um, to, to bring sacrifice to the, to the place of Silo. And, and then he showed me that, during this time, um, Elkanah just faithful, okay. And then I see like, okay, why, why, why the resemblance? But then I, I want to point out that in this story that Elkanah loved Hannah, and the thing that happened is you see the strife between the two wives, right? And it remind me of that as a husband, you kind of have to stand as a priest in your household. And, and, and for me, it's like, okay, the Lord has been calling us to be a priest in our own house, right? And, and, and things will rise up within our own house. For example, as Penina and Hannah fighting over Elkanah's approval, okay? And when that happened, I'm basically encouraged to deal with it. You have anything to say, Pastor? <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm. A, I'm gonna focus on. I'm make it simple because I'm focusing on the on the, on. But I have. I'm giving you the Elkanah because I want to show the 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 priestly duty that he neglected. Right. 
and and I'm kind of felt like as there's a study where when he comes to to sacrifice in uh, in the sacrifice there is a release of praise and worship but as you can see Elkanah doesn't do that Panina doesn't do that Hannah didn't do that in the, the, the fact that happened is that Hannah got so stuck with her uh, not having children, and then Panina used that against Hannah to, again, take the eyes off of the sacrifice of coming year by year. <laughs> you were coming creepy. <laughs> year by year, and, 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 and not only that, <laughs> You know, you know, take away what the Lord expected of us when we come before a sacrifice. Because last week we we we're talking about a living sacrifice, living sacrifice that we are the burnt offering slash the 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 sacrifice that led for 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 him and his altar. But yet, the the in this case. Each individual are too bogged down with their own whatever's in their mind, and they neglect it of the Lord. What do you want to say, Miss Pastor? <laughs> you guys fail to actually look at the full entire message, because if you really hear what he's saying, it, it will rock the heck out of you. So God laid a foundation. And that foundation was about how you're walking. And he literally set before you how you're walking. And each one of us have been complaining to some way along the line of what this walk really looks like. We're not recognizing the journey itself. And we can't get there faster than we desire. We, we can't move faster than God. But then he shows me here as he points out this particular message. I mean, I, I, I was in the back and I'm floored because the man of God here pours out way more to Hannah. And her possessions are far greater than, than, than the other wife. But she still sees her lack. And she continues to cry over her lack. But she's not looking at what she has. It's far greater. And the Lord says, y'all need to rise. Y'all need to get up. Get up. Get up. And, and, and he literally shows me like all of us walking and everybody got a complaint because we can't see what Hannah has because we don't see what we have in God. Hear me? And so we're, we're complaining because we want what she has, the, the wife. But the other wife don't have the anointing. The other wife is not walking in full purpose. She's been blessed according to what God's called forth. But in, in it, she's not the chosen one. 
She's not the chosen one to bear the seed of God, to bring forth the harvest in, to cause kingdom to come into its rightful position. She is not that person. You can feel the anointing. If you're walking, you can feel the anointing. The problem here is we, 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 we want to be the other person. We're so busy focusing on the other person that we're missing who we are and what we possess. Hopefully you get it. Yeah. Who we are and what we possess. And the Lord has literally been saying all year, rise up, rise up, rise up. Take your place, take your place, rise up. But we continue to focus in on everything else but who we are. He said, I walk you through a journey to get you to see your journey in me. And, and, and I showed you that I was moving defects in the man. And I've been removing defects in you. But, 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 but you keep leaning to your defects. You keep focusing in on your defects. But you're not looking at Hannah, what you have and what you possess in me. You devalue you when I'm trying to get you to value what I put in you. He said, do not you see? You've been having what you've been speaking. Because you've been having what you're speaking, your frustration. You've been having what you're speaking. And literally, he says, I want you to stop birthing false things. I want you to get out of that place and stop birthing false things and, and begin to birth the things I put in you. It's like what you have, what you possess. She had everything, but she was still crying. She was still mourning over something she didn't think she was going to come into. Do you get it? She didn't think she was going to come into. But it just wasn't her time. And so she wanted to push past time to get to where she wanted to be. But God literally showed you even in the man the journey. The journey. I mean, this one is heavy. Because if you could hear it, he's trying to get you to understand the journey. And to understand what you possess. You too. And I didn't understand why she had to be here. If you looked at her face, you could see she's changing. She's changing on us. I've seen the face, because I know what the face looked like when you're destined for home. And God is literally trying to get you outside of your, your I got to be about me. Because if you don't do something now when she leaves, it's going to rock the heck out of you too. 
because her journey is ending soon. He showed me her face. He showed me a change in her. Her whole demeanor, her whole body has changed since I last seen her. And, and then he literally said to me to tell them, draw close. And then I literally said, do I warn the family? He said, they are her family. He said, not the one they, she birthed, but the one she calls hers. They are her family. I hope you guys hear the journey. I hope you guys, I mean, powerful. <laughs> Polypha. That's why I love you because you don't even know what you bring. <laughs> you have no clue of what you bring. You just think you're talking about you. <laughs> you have no clue in the message. <laughs> but but I, I need you to get what he said. I need you to get what he said. Because he hasn't got the bride yet. But he's willing to walk the journey. Imperfection in all. Imperfection in all. She then said, I am not coming to he calls me personally. You guys missed that. And so he called her personally. Because he said, I see what's in you. But I want my own. I want my own. Yes. Which is correct. You got to want your own. Because other than that, if you come in door, Bradley keeps telling you, if you come in the door behind somebody else, you cannot experience the fullness because you're coming behind somebody else. Anna, Hannah had everything she needed, but she kept looking somewhere else and crying out for something from somewhere else. She never realized she had the best portion. And she didn't realize the promise was still for her to have the rest of the things she desired. Lord literally said to me, Cinnamon, don't reap for her. You need to begin to walk your walk. He said, you got to make a choice. Because you're looking at everybody else's journey and the Lord says you don't realize what I have set up and stored up for you. You're focusing on everybody else's journey, but he said you've got to see what I have for you. And nobody likes difficulties, right? Anybody want difficulties? Oh no, anybody want difficulties? I don't want nothing difficult, right? And that's what y'all been fighting all year. So you want to know what you've been fighting? Difficulties. Because God done rock your comfort. And, 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 and you want comfort. But God don't want to comfort you in that place because you'll never go further. Get it? If 
if you're comforting somebody else, they can't go beyond your comfort. Because when somebody's cuddling and loving on you, you're like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. And guess what? When God starts pulling them away from you, they ain't going to go. And so you just stuck them in a place that they're not supposed to be. Stop comforting. That's my downfall. That's my downfall. I over-nurtured. And God says, no more comforting. You got to keep pushing them out because they can't get to the place they're going if you're holding on. I love the priest in this situation. I love the priest in this situation. The priest started with her husband. The second priest that came into alignment, he didn't comfort her. He thought she was drunk. Get it? He like, this woman drunk everything. Because he couldn't see her need. Because God only reveals your need to you. He couldn't see it. So he called her based on what he's seeing. And many of you guys can't see, so you're calling things based on what you're seeing. God missed me. God didn't miss you. God is not... Contending to my need, God didn't miss your need. Hopefully you see it. She had the promise already in front of her, but she never seen it. She was looking right at the promise, but she looked over the promise because she kept looking in somebody else's house. And many of you guys are looking in others' house. They have better things. They have greater things. They got this and they got that. But you won't deal in your own house. Because you don't want to fight. Didn't that's what he said? I'm not a fighter. God told me to fight. I love the fact that she even praised the woman but you were praising the spirit of God in the woman that was activated in him. Because the same thing that this woman is saying, many of us already told this man. God just had to find another way because he wasn't listening. God has found another way in some of you because you stopped listening, because you judged the messenger. The father asked me to look and I saw golden hooks being coming down from heaven and taking from us. And I said, Father, what is this? He said, I will take what is most valuable to them if they deem it greater than me, for flesh cannot enter the kingdom. As a priest, we cannot operate outside, of the, outside the tent. The living sacrifice is giving up self with the 12 tribes of Israel on our chest, our heart so that we can minister from inside the Holy of Holies on the other side of the tent. We are trying to operate outside of the tent, and so that's why we are in a mess.
There was one thing about this message that was brought forth that I didn't say, and I knew I could have called on Paul to actually share it, but the Lord literally didn't allow me to call Paul. But I would say many times we get out of marriage contracts. Do you know why? Because they didn't fulfill our need. They didn't meet our expectations. It didn't go our way. When God literally told you up front, it wasn't your way. And so a lot of times we cancel contracts. But the main person we're canceling the contract with is God himself. Exactly. Say that louder. Covenant is not with the people, but the covenant is with the Lord. And we canceled contracts because they didn't act right. They didn't meet our expectations. What's your expectation? They didn't fall in alignment with what you wanted. And God literally takes you out of that dictatorship because we will dictate a contract. We will tell them what they're supposed to look like and be when we, God can't even tell us what we're supposed to look like and be. Don't you get it? But we will feel that off in others. And the Lord literally says, today I end these contracts. I end these contracts in you. Because you know what that called? That's a stronghold. And that's a stronghold that has to do with your will. Okay, because you're saying, I made you, so therefore you have to follow my orders. Therefore, you have to go to my direction. Therefore, you've got to do what I need you to do. And the Lord says, I even canceled that contract you have against yourself. Hopefully you guys got that. That contract is where you're trying to make sure that somebody fit into your pattern. And the Lord literally says, that contract that you set up and established and that you've been the governor over, he says, in today. He says, I dethrone your government. I think dethrone your dictatorship today. And I bring you into what I've called forth. Okay? So no longer will your will ride. So you're moving into another year that you ain't going to try to sit here and say, my way. And when you lose sight of what you have, go back to Hannah. Because she had everything, but she couldn't see it. She even had the promise of a child, but she could not see it. Wow. Look at all the stuff that you can't see. You can't see can't see it and the reason why you can't not see it because you're trying to lead it and the Lord don't allow us to see it because if we see it we're going to get involved and mess it up so you can't see it all he's asking is that you trust him and Going back to the beginning of that message, the man trusted that God would provide the wife. 
And he didn't second guess when Rachel basically came up. He didn't second guess it. He's like, that's the one. And instantly he moved to do what he was supposed to. He put a ring. He offered gifts. He did everything in accordance to what he was called to do. I love this because he responded according to the spirit. When things come forward, God looks for our response to come forward. But instead, we have to say, Lord, is this you? Lord, is this you? Well, show me this and this and that and this and that and this and that. And we want 50 million confirmations before we move. And then the promise moved before we move. And he said, today I end that. Today I cancel that overthinking. That's over assessing things. He says, and I bring you into alignment. Somebody, only one person have their hands up too. And y'all, y'all, this is a this is impartation. He's trying to give you something and you're standing back. He's trying to impart something into you and, and only you can hear it. Because I don't have all the words. Some of you have words to yourself. He's speaking directly to you and he's speaking in the area where you need to hear. I know, Lord, I see it. He just keeps bringing me back to my mother-in-law. He says, not much longer, not much longer. He says, for she has grown tired. And, and I've always known heaven was for her. Because she has been a mother to so many in kind. And she's been rejected by her own. And no matter what, hear what I'm trying to say because I'm using her as an example. She's been rejected even by the children she birthed. And she pleads every day just to be one with them. And the Lord literally has raised up a different family. And that's the family that really cares for her. That really cares about her well-being and truly who she is. And I thank you, Alana, because you've been one of the people that stood in the gap for her. And so I praise God even now. And he's literally using her as an example that he will raise up what you need. He will raise up what you need. He will provide in the places where you have a lack. He will bring forth the things that you're desiring. The Lord says, hear my voice. Understand what I'm speaking to you. Hear me for yourselves. He is worthy. Remember I kept saying, hallelujah, he's worthy. He's worthy of it all. From him all all things. Hear. Everybody can hear. Because some people say what you're hearing. Come on, open your mouth, say what you're hearing. This is not only for your benefit, but the benefit of all. Come on, what you're hearing. What you're hearing. Send them in what you're hearing. Praise be to God. Okay. 
remember, I've seen a whole different you, a confident you, one that had authority and power. And I said, oh my God, I see that woman. But not one lost trying to hide from her past. That don't matter no more. You've got to step into it. Nobody can hold you captive unless you allow them. God died in, on the cross for all sin, past, present, and future. It is not your responsibility to bring somebody out of an affliction. God makes things right. The only thing you're required to say, look to the cross. Look to the cross. Because it's the cross where we find ourselves whole. It's the cross where we find our freedom. It is the cross. He didn't ask for us to relive our past. He said to use the past for good. Stand in him. shows me a door for each of us and this time we're all going through our own door Hallelujah. you have to know that you got a back me is the I am is established in me. Amen. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So I'm just reading my notes. Okay. Whatever it is, I trust the Lord. So my section is 1 Samuel 1 to 20. Um, first thing I see is Elkanah and Hannah. I see myself in Elkanah, who dedicated himself to the things of the Lord. I saw the, law, the love of Elkanah to Hannah, but I saw the neglect of Elkanah because there's a strife between the two wives. I also discern the disappointment of Elkanah because uh, Hannah is not, oh, no, he is not regarded as the one Hannah's love because her heart is set on having a son. From Enduring Word Commentary Bible, I see that Elkanah regarded the Lord despite the corrupt con conducts of the priests. Because the, it's there, say, 
Even though the priests were wicked, he still offered sacrifice to the Lord, knowing that the wickedness of the priests did not make his own service to the Lord invalid. This is a reference to, oh yeah, whatever. And then I, I went to see the Elkanah sacrifice. Bible mentioned that he went yearly to the place of sacrifice, Silo. So this is the one I mentioned. In, mm. I need to say something about the priest. The priest was out of order because he allowed his sons to run amok. And sometimes we get so focused on what somebody else doing that we don't correct and bring in order. Get it? And sometimes we got to correct ourselves and bring in orders within ourselves. Because we're not responsible for others unless God deems you responsible. But many times we're so focused in on every other situation that we don't see what's in front of us. Finish your notes. So, um, so the, about the giving portion, there's context of rejoicing in the presence of God. Yet, in Elkanah's case, he was dealing with a wife who is gloating about having, a, having children and a wife who is bitter uh, of having no children. So, the scripture reference about this is Deuteronomy 12, 17, 18, Deuteronomy 16, 11, and Nehemiah 8, 10, and 12. Within Elkanah's family, there's also a feeling that at the place of sacrifice, the two wives were having a showdown. One who wanted Elkanah's love, Penina, one who wanted to show the, to the world that she is a woman or a mother, which is Hannah, because that's her, her request. And then there's also a moment of when Hannah is provoked. So the word shows that her rival used to provoke her grievously to irritate her because the Lord had closed her womb. Okay, this is verse 6. Our enemy uses everything to cause us to stumble, even in the things of the Lord. And then, um, I, in my note, I'm not immune to provocation, irritation, grief, disappointment, anger, and etc. You know? And then, also in this thing, of verse 7, the time of sacrifice where rejoicing and praise unto God... Um, for he is um, in our life, has become a place of strife and where if we allow, enemy can attack us to make us to be contempt with God. Because in Hannah's case on verse 7, every time she come to the place of worship, her, her rival gloat about not for her that she's not having a children. Right? She's provoked, and not only that, it affects Hannah to grief and sad and sorrowful. So in scripture shift from Elkanah to Hannah, uh, because then the accumulation of grief, disappointment, provocation, 
and these things propelled Hannah to pour her heart out to the Lord, to the altar. This outpouring turned into a vow, and the vow brought out Samuel, one of the prophets who hears the Lord's voice. All right. And then I also see that, you know, Elkanah's respond to Hannah's lack with logic and love, but as a husband, there are times that we ought to stand in the gap instead of appealing to the senses. <laughs> there are multiple times that I, I did that and I failed because um, this is not where you deal with logic. And lastly, and then I see the, uh, I put Eli's interaction with Hannah. In the enduring word, Eli misunderstood Hannah and suspected her to be a drunk. This shows the, um, the high priest's office was not effective during Elkanah's time. The high priest did not and could not properly conduct the secrets of the Lord. And, and that reminded me that we are called to become a high priest and we are to conduct with in the spiritual sense. That's my note, Pastor. I want to add one additional thing about being a high priest. Sometimes we get so fixated on other people's problems that we don't know how to find the freedom in ourselves. We spend so many times uh, trying to resolve other people's issues that we don't focus in on the issue itself, and that is our relationship with God. God never made us to basically uh, fix others. He made us to serve him. And I think sometimes we get so engulfed in trying to fix other people's situation that we don't really see our own. Again, that's another thing this year that he brought to my attention, that I am not a fixer, a man I'm supposed to pray for. I am not a person that can stand in the gap and help people through their journey just because they come to me. It's not my responsibility to fix them it is to lead them to Christ so that they can find their own home and him and meaning that he will walk them through their issue. A lot of times it's so easy for us to get involved in that because people will defect, deflect and they will tell you about every single issue they have, but they never really focus in on their own issue. And 90% of the time, it is not what you're looking at and you are trying to solve what they presented to you, and it is not the problem. Because the real issue, they'll never say it. And only discernment, when you're truly discerning in the spirit that you can hear the real issue, and 90% of the time, nobody's going to let you in unless you've discovered it on your own. And if you're trying to fix somebody else, you'll never discover their issue. If you're trying to fix yourself, you'll never discover their issue. Because discernment comes when your attention is placed on Christ himself. And none of the gifts moves in this perfect example until you focus on Christ. The reason why the high priest was ineffective, he was so focused on what his children was doing that he could not see what God was doing. And many times you guys are so focused on what the things going on around you that you don't see God. And so God literally says, I turn your attention to me. 
Walk in purpose. Walk in accordance to the spirit and not in accordance to the dictate of the flesh. Again, he said, your flesh has no power unless you give it to him. He says, I continue to speak to you regarding your flesh. And now I'm asking that you put it under and serve me in the spirit as I have created you to serve me. That you may walk upright in me all the days of your life. And from this day forward, hear what the spirit of the Lord says to you today. Come all the way in and let not your heart be troubled. In Jesus' mighty name, hear what the word of the Lord is for you today. Praise be to God. There is a leaders meeting afterward, I believe. And next week, there is no service for regular service. We'll be coming out to the community to do outreach. There will be breakfast serve, but um, details will be in, spread out in the text, I believe. Slack, Slack too. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.